Hello and welcome to the F3 Football Podcast, the home of faith and football. In this podcast, we'll hear from Christian footballers at all stages in their careers as they share from their own experiences of following Jesus while being a professional footballer. If you're not already, follow F3 Football on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and get connected. Now, let's get into the conversation. Hello and welcome to this week's F3 Faith and Football podcast. This week we have Shrewsbury Town's Nathaniel Ogbetter. Nathaniel, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, doing well, thank you, mate. Thank you so much for coming on this week's F3 Faith and Football podcast. No, I'm happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. That's great, mate. Just to get us started in this conversation today, Nathaniel, can you just um, share with, the, with the, those who are listening today um, just about your career, uh, where you started off um, and where you've ended up, obviously, at, at Shrewsbury Town today. Yeah, so I started at a club called Byhill, local club in Salford. And I was there from the age of five till around the age of ten. And yeah, it was good, man. I was just expressing myself, enjoying it. I had a couple of trials at United, Liverpool, Everton, but at United, I wasn't really confident, so didn't really go too well there at, at Liverpool. And Everton, it was just too far from my mum and dad to, to travel there. So um, I remember I had a final with my local team and City were watching and they wanted me to come, but I was still on trial at United at the time. So I finished my trial at United and they were just like, oh, I don't think you're good enough at this moment in time, but we want to keep tabs on you. But then I had another trial at City. So my dad was like, nah, this is your last chance. Like anywhere outside of Manchester is going to be too far. So... So yeah, I went to City and just gave everything. And after two training sessions, they signed me. So then I've been at City from from the age of ten to the age of nineteen, and then I left City. This transfer window just gone to to go to Shrewsbury. So yeah, that's been my football journey. So oh, awesome, mate! And you know, obviously, you've been at City for many years, Nathaniel. And just tell us about your experience of um, obviously training with the first team there, mate, and just playing under Pep Guardiola. What was that like? Yeah, I was lucky enough to go to pre-season with, with the first team, 2018, and it was amazing, man, just to see the level. Obviously, a lot of players were at the World Cup at the time, so it gave a lot of the young boys the opportunity to go on on that pre-season camp. And yeah, just to be there, just to see the, the detail that Pep goes into, the the demands that he, he, he desires from his players is, is crazy. And even we as young players, he didn't treat us like young players treat us as if we were first team players because he just has that that um he wants to play a certain way and like he just has high expectations for every player so to go with the first team and train there was just like it was always like you always felt the pressure it felt like a game like you like you had to impress that like, you didn't want to let pep down or anything like that so yeah man just to train with him and see the quality of his sessions and the detail that he goes into like you get to understand why he's been so successful as a manager Awesome, mate. And you know what? What what else did you learn just being in that environment? Did that did you, did you sometimes like feel challenged, or was did you feel fear there, Nathaniel, or was it just an environment where you were able to just strive and become better? Nah, to be fair, it was a difficult environment because what I learned being with the first team is that it's, it's different. Um, in terms of like, I remember being an academy player, you always get praise. You know when you're doing well, you know when you're not doing too well, and everything's like they're very good at communicating to, to see how well you're doing and everything like that. But when it gets to 
the first thing that's what you just need to know within yourself how well you're doing and that was new to me because I remember just waiting for like one of the coaches to be like oh put that armor on me say this and say that but it's not really like that when you get to first team some first teams are like that but especially at City it wasn't like that because the standard was already set and if you ain't reaching the standard then <laughs> like it's like it's tough in this business <laughs> but yeah like it was just good to be there man because that made me really understand the importance of knowing within yourself that you're giving everything known within yourself that you're doing well and if you can have that self-confidence then you're not relying on any man to to give that to you so i felt i was happy to be there and to learn that lesson man and dealing with the pressure of playing in front of a great manager just knowing that if you just know that you're doing the best you can do and you're believing yourself you don't need him to say anything to you you don't need his approval like people always say we pray for the audiences of one as a christian so that was a real good lesson for me being up with the first team and training and going on that pre-season tour. You know what, and it's just it's just so brilliant just to hear Nathaniel you, you sharing that as a young man in that environment. You know, some as young players would you know choke under the pressure, mate. You know, and want to try and be a people pleaser and try too hard to please and impress the manager. That often it you know, affects the performance. You know, and it brings a lot of a lot of fear and you play in anxiety. You don't play with that freedom, but it's just awesome to. To hear you, mate, you know, how the, the Lord's worked in your heart, even as a young man. And just tell us a little bit, Nathaniel, obviously you've represented England as well. And just tell us a little about your career of England. Yeah, so <laughs> I remember um, I got called up for under-15 training camp. And I was under, yeah, just turned under-15. I had like an under-16 tournament in that same pre-season um, bracket. So I got told that I got picked, but I wasn't able to go. So I was a bit disappointed, but I was happy to get picked. But there were three camps, so there was the last camp that I would have been able to go to, but I didn't get any email or anything like that. So I was kind of disappointed because I thought I could have gone, but I was just like, you know what, this is it is what it is kind of thing. Like, I didn't feel like that at the time, but <laughs> yeah, it was just one of them. So I remember I had a game of the year above the under-16s uh, during the camp, and I remember seeing everyone's in, in Snapchat stories of them at the camp, and I was just thinking, wow, I wish I was there. Man. And it was hard, but then I went and played the next day, and then, my dad was ringing me after the game. I'm thinking, why are you ringing me for? So he's ringing me, saying, not, not, where are you? And I said, no, I'm not. I just had a game. And he said, yeah, England are ringing you. They're asking where you are. And I was like, what? So then I got called up, but there was no email. There was no anything. So then the next day, um, I went to the camp a bit later than everyone else. And just, yeah, I went, did really well. Just brought life and energy to the camp, man. And the coach was so impressed. And he was just... He mentioned me at the end of the camp to all the parents just saying how I came late and how how well I did and how I gelled and everything like that. And from there, like, I knew that I sparked something well with the coach. Then I had, then in December time, I was having the first game against Turkey. So I got picked there. And then the first game, I came on at halftime and did really well. And then the second game, my friend Aji, I think you know him, he, um, he got injured, unfortunately. And then he was captain and then I was... I don't know how I, the coach just pulled me aside and said, yeah, no, you're going to be captain for this game. And it was just amazing, man. Just to, I didn't tell my parents. I just came out and to see them and just crying. and was so proud. It was just amazing, man, to make my, my England debut. And then that same season, went on to another tournament, captain the whole team, the side for that for that team. Under-16s, I started and captain at the start. Then I got injured, but got back into the team, 17s injured for most of the season but luckily enough I went to the Euros and did well there under 18s I became captain again 
And then under 19s, I didn't get picked. And then again, under 20s this season, by the grace of God, I, I was able to get back into the team and, and do really well, man. So I've, yeah, been in around a lot of the teams and experienced a lot and had a real good time playing with England, man. So I'm just grateful to God yeah. for every opportunity. Yeah. That's awesome, mate. You know, Nathaniel, obviously, you're touching upon, you know, you mentioned the grace of God and, and you mentioned the Lord a lot as, as we're talking to you. And, Nathaniel, just tell us, uh, when did you come to know Jesus, your Lord and Saviour? How, how did that happen? Yeah, so uh, I was 12 at the time, I remember, and they were doing a school called St. Bees, and that's like the feeder school for Manchester City, and it's a private grammar school, which is a fantastic school. And at first, they were, they were I mentioned the boys who were going to go, so we all had like our individual meetings, and I was pretty confident in myself that I was going to go. As soon as I got into the meeting, the coach said, yeah, we don't think he's ready, and my heart just dropped. So I wasn't going to go to the school, and about 10 of the boys got picked, and I was like one of 14 boys that I didn't get picked. No, one of three or four boys that didn't get picked. So they were all in the school uniforms. They got their kit laid out. They were doing half a day of school, half a day of football, and I was just there training with the younger boys for that season. But it was tough, but I remember coming out of that meeting and just feeling like, wow, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then I felt my dad was speaking to me, just encouraging me. And he just made me realise that this journey, I can't do it in my own strength. And I remember making like a commitment with God, just saying, God, I can't do this by myself. I need you. And I remember just submitting and giving my life then. And then a couple of months after that, I got baptised by the grace of God. And yeah, man, just from there, that's how I got to really understand how God works in my life and my life just changed as soon as I gave my life to Christ. Wow, it's powerful. It's powerful, Nathaniel. You know, there's it doesn't matter how old you are, mate, how young you are, you know, Christ can touch your life, change your mind and put you on solid foundations on the age of twelve. Mm-hmm. And and obviously leading up to the today, you know, the Lord's led your life and just tell me um, any stories, obviously, when you were 13, 14, of how, uh, how you would pray and just seek the Lord, and how did God navigate you through them them years? Uh, yeah, so um, my dad's a pastor, my uncle's a pastor, so I've got um, good influences in the faith for sure, and I feel like I had a desire to kind of impress them and try and show that I'm learning, show that I'm growing. So I was just reading my Bible, reading devotionals and everything like that, just wanted to grow in the knowledge of God. And I remember um, being under 13, and I still wasn't going to St. Bees at the time, which is the school. And we had a tournament, and I just remember, like, reading one Christian book, reading my Bible, and just while everyone would be having a free time, I was just devoting myself to reading and to growing. That tournament, I was so confident, and I just felt something upon me that didn't feel normal. So I just went and just expressing myself, and people started talking about me, and I was just thinking, wow, like, this is amazing. And then I captained my team at City for the first time in my life was a, on the tournament, so I was so happy. So I captained into the final. We got beat in the final on, on penalties, but I got midfielder of the tournament. And I was just that guy, like, I wasn't really um, a big boy in the team. But from that t- like tournament, everything just changed just by reading my word and just by staying and just learning. And I just felt something over me. I didn't understand what it was at the time, but just looking back, just knowing that, it was a grace of God that would just carry me and, yeah, just propel me to do do really well in that tournament and give myself a moment that I'll never forget in my life. And, you know, Nathaniel, it's so encouraging just to hear you, mate, as a 13, 14-year-old player at City, as a young academy boy, that you were 
reading your Bible and praying. You know, today there's many people, Nathaniel, you know, many uh, got boys who have, you know, grew up in the church, you know, like yourself, but they get to 18, they get to 19, you know, the, the money comes and they get, you know, attracted to the things of this world, you know, the lifestyle and trying to live up to the expectation. And in essence, they lose themselves, you know, and it's just amazing just to hear that, you know what, actually you can stay in Christ and you can walk with the Lord despite all the success that comes to you, mate. And I just want to ask you this question. Obviously, Nathaniel, you're a young Christian man. It's not easy in the football world, yeah. especially in the changing room like Manchester City, where you've got a lot of young people, young young players who probably earn a lot of money. Yeah. How did you navigate through that, mate? How did you deal with being following Christ in the changing rooms at Man City? Yeah, so it was it was interesting to be fair because I feel like a lot of boys were a bit scared in the dressing room to be open with their faith, like. They knew what they believed, but they kind of wanted to fit in. And I feel like wanting to fit in can just lead to you sacrificing what's important to you. So I just felt like I didn't want to conform to be like everyone else. I wanted to, I was proud of who I was. I knew that God was working in my life and that everything he does is for a purpose. So I just tried to stay pure in my life, didn't go out, didn't do anything with girls didn't look for any of that because I knew that that's not where approval comes from. Approval comes from from God. So I just wanted to stay right. And people would ask me, "Nah, you're not doing this. You're not doing that." And I'm just like, "No, nah, like it's not with my faith. It's, it doesn't agree with me." And people would just be like, "Serious?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they just respect me so much for being true to who I who I was. So I just found that I now took that into everywhere I've been, even coming to Shrewsbury in a men's dressing room where. <laughs> the banners obviously just yeah about girls and everything like that kind of and I just feel like I can just be myself and they respect me they respect me and I feel like when you're true to who you are people will never ever walk over you because they know that okay like this guy is strong this guy's resilient and the God and my faith is the foundation of my life so if that's what my life has been built upon then it shows the type of person I am so people respect who you are but when who you are and what you do isn't consistent, then people aren't really going to respect you. So I feel like I feel like having and being open, my faith led with a bit of um, accountability because when you profess who you are and what you believe, then it's so important to stay true to that. So I feel like God has given me the grace and the strength to stay true to who I am, to be pure, and to live in in a way that will represent Christ. And I feel like it's only through strength, through grace, I've been able to do that. And yeah, it's, it's it's so good, man. Because I feel like being doing that and being open, people have been able to be more comfortable sharing their faith. I got one of my best friends called Felix, and he plays the city, and he's so open with his faith. And just to see his journey and his growth, man, and how he just learned to depend on God and not be afraid, just a testimony that when you can just be who you are, people will find themselves in there truth will start to find expression man so i just thank god just for allowing me to to be happy with who i am and to give me the strength and the grace to to be confident in who i am and yeah it's been good Nat, you just reminded me as you're sharing mate and it's it's just you know what i'm quite blown away mate the wisdom that the lord's given you for such a young man at 19 years old you know it's awesome man it's so encouraging me mate and there's a scripture in Romans 12, verse 2, and it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know the good and perfect, pleasing will of God. And 
I think you're touching on something very powerful, especially for those who are professing to be Christians in football, you know, about not compromising, mm. you know, and, and being, you know, being obedient to Christ and living a pure life and living a holy life and, you know, living in Christ's teachings and, you know, preaching what you practice mm. and practicing what you're preaching, basically, mate. And, you know, when we do that, you know, it's been a testimony of yourself and I know many other Christian footballs, including myself when I was playing, mm. you know, that people respect you, mate, because the light of Christ shines through you. Mm. And, you know, it's just amazing just to hear how you're doing this um, with with Christ at the centre of your heart and how, you know, your light is shining mm. and you're impacting other people and you're finding your identity and your security. And I think most of all, what really impresses me, mate, is, you're free. Yeah, There's a freedom yeah. that comes that's came upon you, Nathaniel, and you're playing uh, with a freedom. And just to touch on Nathaniel, obviously uh, in the last transfer window, you you moved to Shrewsbury. Yeah. Just just talk to me a little bit about how that come along come about, mate. How did you leave Man City and you moved to Shrewsbury? Yeah. So I found out at the start of the season that I wasn't going to get off another contract, and they were happy for me to go. I was hoping and trusting God that I was going to go and get a move, hopefully abroad, but got a lot of interest but nothing was really happening so that was tough but I stayed at City and there was a new coach and he just he believed in me he was happy with how I was doing and started to play me so I was playing 23s that season it wasn't ideal but it was just an opportunity so I just took it and just tried to be the best I could be and me playing 23s somehow by the grace of God got back into the England team under 20s so I was like wow then kept playing, got into a second call-up again for the under-20s and things were starting to happen. But obviously, City hadn't offered me a contract at the time. So after that, I feel like they just stopped playing me after that. After the second call-up, they just stopped playing me. So it was tough from like November to the end of the season, uh, to the end of the year because I wasn't playing and I was just watching and was still working hard, doing what I could, but it was just tough. So I knew that by Jan, like I really needed to to get out and express myself, man, because I didn't want to be um, just seeing out my contract doing nothing and kind of wasting wasting away, especially for my mental health as well. So I was hoping again to maybe go abroad to get some, like a good team, big team, but I just realised that my whole life I was relying on my reputation. Obviously, being a Man City England player, I was just walking with that and trying to allow that to get a move, but it wasn't enough. For, like Even though I've played well and done well, like I'd never feel like... I've really expressed myself and show what type of player I really am. So I just felt that when my agent mentioned Shrewsbury, at first I was like, nah, I don't want to go, man. It, it feels too low. But I just felt peace every time those Shrewsbury was mentioned. I just felt peace, man. Even when I was hearing the other teams, like Shrewsbury was just there in my end. I just feel like it was just God showing me that, like, don't be afraid, man. Wherever you go, I'm going to be there. So I just thought, you know what? Like, I need to go out and show what I can do, man. Rather than relying on my reputation to get me far. Let me go out and show what I can do. And so I came to Shrewsbury in faith, just knowing that, you know what, God is with me. I know I can still shine my light wherever I go. And it may seem like a crazy move, but I know that God's grace and God's, God's power is going to be seen in the move. So I went in faith and just everything from from just being, I feel like quarantine really changed me, man, because I just gave me the opportunity to work and just to, work on things specific to my game and it gave me a confidence not necessarily myself but just in God and in what he's doing in my life so when I've come here now I just I just believe that by the grace of God I've been able to hit the ground running because I know that it's not about what I've done it's about what I will continue to do and 
in Philippians 3 talks about forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead. And I feel like having that mentality coming here has just allowed me to put my past behind and to, to focus on the future and what God wants me to do now. I feel like it's just really allowed me to really blossom and do well because I know that what is in the past is in the past and everyone's forgot about it. So let me go out and be the best I can be every day. Let me try and improve. Let me not rest on my laurels, man, because the moment you start resting on your laurels, everything changes. So I always say my friends are probably sick to death of hearing the story, but just knowing that you can't rely on what you've done, man. It's so important. And it's the same principle applies in Christianity. It's not about what we've done. It's about what Christ has done. And we always need to attain to know more about God and grow in the knowledge of Him, man. So I just feel like for being able to forget what you've done and just focus on doing and, and, and experiencing more of what Christ has done and allowing Him to work through you, that's the most important thing. And your reputation starts to, you start to forget about your reputation, start focusing on the reputation of God and trying to represent God in a great way and that's the life of Jesus. Jesus represented God. He's all about his father's business and I feel like we as his people should follow suit. So my aim now is just to be the best I can be but for God's glory. So with that I feel like it's always gonna push me because I can never fall off because I'm not focused on my own reputation but I'm just focusing on being the best I can be for God each and every day. And finally it's just you know, I just powerful, mate. And for those who are listening today, I hope that you're taking a lot of notes as you're listening to this and a lot of wisdom that uh, Nathaniel's walked through. You know, you touch on something very powerful, Nathaniel, because you know, maybe you know, players listening today, young players who obviously were are playing in Premier League academies and in the 23s at the minute. And sometimes, mate, you know, we want to hold on, don't mm. we? Want to cling on to our contracts and we want to cling on to our states of being at a Premier League club or a bigger mm. club. And you know, obviously, sometimes pride gets the better of us. That we we think we think that obviously we're bigger than stepping down one or two mm. levels, you know. And often, you know, when you're staying in the under twenty threes, and I've seen it sadly, a lot of players, you know, can rust and lose a motivation and lose a desire to want to improve and become quite content, you know, where they're at and don't really progress. Mm. But it's just so wonderful to hear Nathaniel that you know. The Lord's led you. Mm-hmm. And obviously in the world, in the eyes of the world, they're like, what, England under-20s player playing that Shrewsbury? Mm-hmm. You know, but you've you you've made a step and you've fallen the Lord, mate, you know, and I just, I, I really believe, and for those who are listening today, the Bible says that if we humble ourselves under the mighty hand mm-hmm. of God, in due time, he will lift mm-hmm. us up. And, you know, as you continue to do to do that, Nathaniel, and it, I can just see, mate, you know, now you've, you've come... You've you've sat with shoes, but you know you, you're given opportunity, mm. mate. Now you, you're gifting is making room for yeah. you, mate, an opportunity, and you know you're still young, and it's just awesome to just to hear that. And just um, advice, Nathaniel. A lot of young players listening to our podcast. A lot of players who obviously are trying to make it in the game as well. You know, young guys. And what advice would you give them? Just on on a physical sense, in terms of training preparation. And maybe just on a spiritual sense as well, mm. and obviously the faith in Christ. But just on a physical, physical, practical sense, what advice would you give it to other young players who want to try and make it in the game, Nathaniel? I definitely. One thing that I just felt in my spirit is just that it's <laughs> football is obviously the goal, the 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 thing that we love doing. But I feel like there's more to football than than football. There's more to life than football. I meant to say, and what I've just learned is that. When I'm playing football, that's when I'm focused, like just being present in the moment because I feel like many a times when we have a game the next day, we're not 
being who we are because we're like we're so fixated on the future but we can't control the future and the past is gone so i just feel like focusing on being the best you can be in every moment is what's going to affect the future in a positive way because many times i remember just worrying for games at two days before three days before and it's affecting my day i'm not being able to enjoy my day enjoy my life but now i just relax I, when i'm having my free time i'm just enjoying it I'm focusing on being the best I can be, whether it's reading my Bible, whether it's reading books to grow, whether it's watching football videos to improve. Like I'm I'm just doing what I'm doing and then speaking to my friends, just enjoying myself. When it's time to play football, when it's time to train, like that's where I give my all. And I feel like it allows me to be the best I can be because I know that when I'm in that environment, like that's my focus. But when I'm not in that environment, it's still my focus in the way I eat and the way I do things. But in where my mind is, I'm able to rest from that. I feel like when your football becomes your life, it's so easy to to not have good mental health. It's not it's so easy to to just lose track of what's important because football is just constantly going through your mind. But I just feel like football is the means to to show what you can do. It's a platform. It's a opportunity to enjoy what you're doing. But when you're not playing football, find who you are because when you have right your identity in something that is constant, like the Word of God and the Bible. I feel like that's where your life is going to be built upon. But if your life is built upon football, when you're not playing football, then you like it's like you don't know what you to do with yourself. But I just feel like having your life built on something, having your identity stemming from not who you are as a footballer, but who you are as a person, who you are as a man, as a woman. I feel like that's the most important thing, man. And I feel like that will you take who you are into everything that you do. So if you're a horrible person, like you'll take onto the pitch. If you're a good person, you take onto. The, like I just believe that what you who you are, you'll take it into everywhere you do. So I just believe that having that peace, having that confidence in God is what I'm taking onto the pitch. So if people describe my game, they'll say I'm a confident guy, I'm a, I'm a composed guy. But that's who I'm trying to be as a person. So I just feel like, especially in in life, just being able to find who you are, find your identity, find who you want to be. I believe that that's what's going to project <clears throat> onto the pitch. And yeah, man, just enjoy your free time. Enjoy what you do. But at the same time, when it's time to be on the pitch, be so focused. But don't allow that to overcome your emotions. Don't let allow it to defeat what you enjoy. Like you need to enjoy what you do, man. And that's the one thing I've learned as well. And I advise everyone to keep, once you stop enjoying it, it's, there's no fun in it. Just keep enjoying, expressing yourself, being the best you can be. The Bible says that with the light of the world, you don't have a light and hide it under a bowl. We put it on a lampstand for all to see. And the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that when they see your good deeds, they'll give glory to God. So let football be a way to express who you are as a person, to express who you are and who God has made you to be. And as you do that, I just believe that people will see the difference in you and you'll be able to glorify God through the way you play. And like people always say, we're playing for an audience of one. So just know that it's you and God on that pitch and just shine and be confident. And I feel... If you like that in your day-to-day life, you'll 100% take that onto the football pitch. Yeah, and you know what? I just want to echo what you're saying, and I find you're speaking so much truth, mate, because the Bible does say out the, out the abundance of a heart, mm. and man speaks and a man lives. And, you know, you shall know people by mm. their fruit. And a, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit, and a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit, you know. And when the condition of your heart is your heart in Christ and your identity is, you know, in seeking after God's will in all that you do, you know, it does bring a transformation um, in in your life as well. And just to finish off, Nathaniel, I want to ask you this, because I know, why is the reading the Bible important to the growth of a Christian footballer or any person? Yeah, uh, there's one verse in Second Peter, I 
think it's two. And it says, um, grace and peace be multiplied to you as you grow in the knowledge of God. So what I've learned as I'm growing in my faith is that the more you know of what Christ has done, the more you experience his grace and his power. Because in Romans 5.17, it talks about that there's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness in Christ Jesus. And my uncle, he said he compared the abundant provision of grace that God gives to like having a bank account with an unlimited amount of money in it. In it and the, you have the card and you can decide how much you want to draw out of it and that's the same with the power and the grace of God like God has given us all his divine power he's given us everything we need the Bible says he's given us every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus and the more you know and grow in the knowledge of God the more you experience it because I feel like as Christians we, we believe that Christ has power but once we understand what the word of God talks about it, it just shows that Christ has done everything so that we can go out and live like Christ died so we can live out so I feel like many Christians um don't read the word and feel like oh God's just going to magically do everything but God has done everything but now he's gave everything so he's given us the empowerment to go out and do what he's called us to do and I felt many times in my football I used to wait and just be like come on God just work through me I pray because I didn't understand how the grace of God works but the grace of God is an empowerment so if I go out and be confident and just go out and try and be the best I can be. Even when I'm coming to the end of myself physically, it's the grace of God that carries me and allows me to go to that extra level. So I just really believe that reading the word of God is gonna allow you to experience and understand how God works and how much power there is available to us as Christians if we would only kind of understand and grow in the knowledge of God. So that's just my advice. As you grow in the knowledge of God, you experience his power more. And I believe that your confidence won't be in yourself. Your confidence will be in God and that will be the foundation of everything you do. But then you still have to go out and do. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. So if you believe in the word of God that Christ has given us everything, if we believe that Christ in us is the hope of glory, then we're going to go out and, and, and project that into our lives. So I believe that what you believe about the word of God will express in your life and that will have... So I just believe doing is the most important thing. Once you know, then the goal isn't just to know, it's to actually go out and do. And I feel like that's what the word of God is. It's like a guide so that we can do and then live the life that God intends us to live in and live out for his glory, man. So grace and peace be multiplied to you as you grow in the knowledge of God. Wow. Awesome, mate. Love that scripture. And just another scripture to add, add to that as well. And just for those who are listening today, it's so important that you have a daily devotion, that you read the Bible daily. I want, I wouldn't, I want to emphasize it just as we're speaking today, that make time to read the Bible. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of, mouth of God. The Bible is spiritual food. It's truth. It's life. And when we read it, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And um, brings revelation mm -hmm. to our hearts. And we do grow in the knowledge of God and the Holy Spirit, you know, teaches us. And, and the word of God becomes like an anchor mm -hmm. and a rock, you know. And then our faith and hope has arised inside of us, no matter what okay. storm uh, we are encountering. Nathaniel, thank you so much for today. Thank you for coming on the F3 Faith and Football podcast. I just love right now, mate, if you could, just, just to pray for those that are listening into this podcast today. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord God, for this time, oh God, that we've been able to spend, oh God. I just thank you, God, for all those who will listen to this, oh God. I just pray, oh God, that 
they'll just be encouraged, oh God, just to grow in the knowledge of you, oh God. They'll be encouraged, oh God, to to just live out their lives for your glory, oh God. Your word says that you've given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, oh God. And I just pray, oh God, that understanding that you've given us the empowerment, oh God, to live, oh God, that we'll go out in faith, oh God, not being afraid, oh God, to shine our lights, oh God. We'll be so confident, oh God, knowing, oh God, that as we represent you on this earth, oh God, people will come to know you, oh God. Our lives, oh God, may be the only Bible people may ever read, oh God. So I just pray, oh God, that as we shine our lights, oh God, people may come to the knowledge of you, O oh God. I just pray, O oh God, that we won't be content, O oh God, with the good, O oh God, but we we'll always strive to be the best we can be, O oh God. Because I just believe, O oh God, that Christ, O oh God, is an example for us all to follow, O oh God. He wasn't content, O oh God, with just doing the bare minimum, but he wanted to give his best, O oh God, so that we could live the life, O oh God, that, that you intend us to live, O oh Father. So I just thank you, O oh God, for what you've done. I thank you, Lord, for everyone, O oh God, who is listening, O oh God. I pray, O oh God, that you continue to help them to grow in the knowledge of you, help them to experience your grace and your power oh god i pray oh god for that you will help them to understand that you have not given them the spirit of fear oh god but of power lord of love and of a sound mind so oh god help them to walk every time fear comes oh god help them to know oh god that it's not from you oh god so they can reject it oh god and understand that they have power they have might oh god they have strength oh god through your spirit oh god Oh God, I just pray, oh God, for a revelation, oh God, that you people understand, oh God, what you have done through Christ, oh God, what you have given us through Christ, oh God, and so that people will not feel, oh God, that their life is tied down to their own performance, oh God, but it's tied down to what Christ has done, oh God, and as we walk in that reality, oh God, we'll walk a life of peace, we'll walk a life of freedom, oh God, knowing, oh God, that because you've done it all, oh God, we can walk free, oh God, knowing, oh God, that you've finished the work, oh God. So God, I just thank you, Lord, for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that is under the sound of my voice, oh God. I just pray, oh God, that you continue to touch their hearts, oh God, each and every day. And help them to fix their eyes on you, oh God, because you never change, oh God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, oh God. So I just pray as they build their life on your word, oh God, and on the solid foundation of your word, oh God, that their lives will be a testimony of your grace and your power and be an advertisement, God, of what you can do, oh God, in someone's life, oh God. So we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity. And we thank you, Lord, for Daryl's heart, oh God, for everything that you're doing through him, oh God. Just continue to bless and keep all your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Nathaniel, thank you so much. God bless you, mate. All the best for the thank rest you. of the season. And uh, here at I3, will be praying for you as you continue thank to follow you. the Lord. God, God bless you, mate. Thank you for listening to this episode of the F3 Football Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to get notified when the next episode is released. And make sure you give us a five-star rating on iTunes Podcast, as this will help to get the message out far and wide. For all things F3 Football, visit our website at f3football.co.uk.